It's Tuesday, January 17th, and this is Goodwill Talk Daily. Welcome back, everybody, to Goodwill Talk Daily. It's great to be with you today. This is the first day uh, that we are diving into the bulk of the book of Isaiah. We're going to look at the entirety of chapter one today. And I know we've been doing some uh, groundwork over these last couple of weeks, um, really setting things up so that we know the context of Isaiah's prophecy. But I want to let you know that if you've missed all of that, that's okay. Don't worry about going back. You can if you'd like. They're only 10-minute episodes. You can catch up quickly. Uh, but you also just can dive in right now. Because the goal of this is to spend time with the Lord in the Word and in prayer. Now, this is going to make things a little bit different than they've been before. Um, I'm going to be going through a chapter at a time, and uh, you may have noticed over the last couple weeks what that means. That means a little bit more scripture, a little bit less me. And honestly, that's a trade-off that I think is just right. Um, we want to hear the Word. We want to spend time in the Word. I'm going to read through entire chapters, maybe draw out an idea uh, to talk about for a couple minutes, and then we'll pray together. We're not going to get to every idea in the book of Isaiah. It's too large for that. We'd be here for way too long. But we do want to be exposed to this prophetic work. It's some of the most important prophetic work in the entire Old Testament. And so Isaiah chapter 1, I'm going to read for us chapter 1, starting in verse 1. The vision concerning Judah and Jerusalem that Isaiah son of Amos saw during the reigns of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah. Hear me, you heavens. Listen, earth, for the Lord has spoken. I reared children and brought them up, but they have rebelled against me. The ox knows its master, the donkey its owner's manger, but Israel does not know. My people do not understand. Woe to the sinful nation, a people whose guilt is great, a brood of evildoers, children given to corruption. They have forsaken the Lord. They have spurned the Holy One of Israel and turn their backs on him. Why should you be beaten anymore? Why do you persist in rebellion? Your whole head is injured, your whole heart afflicted. From the sole of your foot to the top of your head, there's no soundness, only wounds and welts and open sores, not cleansed or bandaged or soothed with olive oil. Your country is desolate, your cities burned with fire, your fields are being stripped by foreigners right before you, laid waste as when overthrown by strangers." Daughter Zion is left like a shelter in a vineyard, like a hut in a cucumber field, like a city under siege. Unless the Lord Almighty had left us some survivors, we would have become like Sodom. We would have been like Gomorrah. Hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Listen to the instruction of our God, you people of Gomorrah. The multitude of your sacrifices, what are they to me? Says the Lord. I have more than enough of burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fattened animals. I have no pleasure in the blood of bulls and lambs and goats. When you come to appear before me, who has asked this of you, this trampling of my courts? Stop bringing meaningless offerings. Your incense is detestable to me. New moons, Sabbaths, and convocations. I cannot bear your worthless assemblies. Your new moon feasts and your appointed festivals I hate with all my being. They have become a burden to me. I am weary of bearing them. 
When you spread out your hands in prayer, I hide my eyes from you. Even when you offer many prayers, I'm not listening. Your hands are full of blood. Wash and make yourselves clean. Take your evil deeds out of my sight. Stop doing wrong. Learn to do right. Seek justice. Defend the oppressed. Take up the cause of the fatherless. Plead the case of the widow. Come now. Let us settle the matter, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good things of the land. But if you resist and rebel, you will be devoured by the sword. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. See how the faithful city has become a prostitute. She once was full of justice. Righteousness used to dwell in her. But now murderers. Your silver has become dross. Your choice wine is diluted with water. Your rulers are rebels, partners with thieves. They all love bribes and chase after gifts. They do not defend the cause of the fatherless. The widow's case does not come before them. Therefore, the Lord, the Lord Almighty, the mighty one of Israel declares, Ah, I will vent my wrath on my foes and avenge myself on my enemies. I will turn my hand against you. I will thoroughly purge away your dross and remove all your impurities. I will restore your leaders as in days of old. Your rulers as at the beginning. Afterward, you will be called the city of righteousness, the faithful city. Zion will be delivered with justice, her penitent ones with righteousness. But rebels and sinners will be broken, and those who forsake the Lord will perish. You will be ashamed because of the sacred oaks in which you have delighted. You will be disgraced because of the gardens that you have chosen. You will be like an oak with fading leaves, like a garden without water. The mighty man will become tinder and his work a, a spark. Both will burn together with no one to quench the fire. It's an opening prophecy that is difficult to hear. It is a warning of impending destruction and doom. And it is destruction and doom that is coming because of the justice of God and the injustice of God's people. He says at one point that he doesn't want to receive worship from them because their hands are covered in blood. He says, learn to do good, seek justice, defend the oppressed, plead the cause of the fatherless, plead the case of the widow. You know, this is part of our charge as followers of God, is to care for those who are oppressed, care for those who are destitute and poor, who have no, social, no, no real social cachet like the fatherless and the, the widow. There will be a temptation from time to time to ignore their plight, to become consumed with our own desires. That's called idolatry. You see, idolatry is not just worshiping a false god in, in a church service or in a, you know, in, a, in a false religious service. No. no. Sometimes we can serve idols by refusing to do the things God has called us to do. We serve idols of self, idols of success, or idols of comfort. We love ourselves more than we love God, and therefore we do not love our neighbor as we ought. But here's the thing. There's a promise in these words that if you repent, then God will meet you with grace. It was true in the Old Testament. It is even more true today through the blood of Jesus Christ. 
You may have your eyes on lesser things, focused on your own career, your own family's success, where you're trying to go in life. That may have taken your eyes away from the things of Christ. Maybe you're not loving neighbor as you should. I don't know. That, that's the Spirit. If you feel that tug, that's the Holy Spirit convicting. And allow Him to do that because He will lead you to repentance where you receive grace and He will transform you into someone who has their eyes fixed on Christ and filled with a heart of love for those around you, especially those who are oppressed, broken down, distraught. Allow the Holy Spirit to do that work in you. Israel refused. Israel had times where they listened and did what they were supposed to do, but really, time and time again, they would fall prey to false kings who would introduce idol worship, and that idol worship always led to destruction and violence and to the abuse of those who were most vulnerable. Brothers and sisters, would we not follow the way of false nations, but rather the way of the kingdom of God? Would we be people of love, of integrity, worshiping the one true God of Israel, Jesus Christ. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for repentance. We thank you for grace. We confess there are times where our hands are covered in blood, but you expect justice. You expect your church to be about the work of justice. And Lord, that's not because it saves us, but that is because that is what the saved do. We perform acts of justice on behalf of others. Help us. Help us to honor you with the way we love our neighbor. Come alongside the oppressed. Plead the case of the widow and take up the cause of the fatherless. Help us to be known for those things, Lord, not just as a church, but in our own lives. What would that look like for us? Show us, Lord. Make it plain. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks so much for being with me today. I'll see you again tomorrow right back here at Goodwill Talk Daily.